Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today I've chosen a listening section four um, because I'm putting the finishing touches to my listening course and I'm looking at section four. I chose this because it's got mostly, well, all gap fills. And I see that happening more and more in the recent tests. They're literally 31 to 40 are just gaps. Of course, they're more challenging in some ways because you have to write a word and you have to spell it correctly. But when you analyse the actual words, they're not actually that difficult. I did it with my class this morning and they, they were pleasantly surprised because we've been focusing on vocabulary a lot in class. They knew these words, they spelt them easily, they recognised them easily because we'd focused on these typical IELTS words. I've also chosen this uh, listening because it's slightly different. Um, very often there's a kind of environmental type lecture or, you know, factual type lecture about animals or something like that. But this one is related to business and it's one of those listenings or lectures where they break it down into kind of two or three theories of business cultures. Um, so I think it's a nice um, less common one to practice. You never know what will come up. So as I mentioned, it is called business cultures and they divide the types of business cultures up into three. So you've got three headings and there's a power culture, a role culture and a task culture. And I'm sure when you listen to it, you'll be able to recognise the organisation that you work for or run um, as fitting into one of these um, cultures. So, as I mentioned, they're all gap fill um, and they're all basically bullet points about these different cultures. And they have an advantage and a disadvantage for each culture, plus a characteristic and a suitable employee. So in some ways, it's very predictable. They're going to go in order. They will define the culture. They'll say what's good about it, what's bad about it, and what type of person would work in this kind of business culture. So let's look first of all at the power culture. It tells us, first of all, the characteristics of this culture is, first of all, it is small. And then there's the next gap. And it says there's a something power source. And then it says there are few rules and procedures, few meaning not many, and communication by something. So let's look at the first choice. Number 31, what kind of power source is there? I'm going to read the whole lecture from the introduction and I'll stop after you've recognised the word that's missing. And by the way, it's one word only. Good morning, everyone. Now, whether you're going to university to study business or some other subject, many of you will eventually end up working for a company of some kind. Now, when you first start working somewhere, you'll realise that the organisation you've joined has certain characteristics. 
and we often refer to these social characteristics as the culture of the organisation. This includes its unwritten ideas, beliefs, values and things like that. One well-known writer has classified company cultures by identifying four major types. The first type is called the power culture and it's usually found in small organisations. It's the type of culture that needs a central source of power to be effective. That's it. Needs a central source of power to be effective. So the gap we're looking for is what kind of power source it needs and the answer is central. C-E-N-T-A, sorry, C-E-N-T-R-A-L. And it defines that. It says control is in the hands of just one or two people and there aren't many rules or procedures. So it's covered the next bullet point about rules and procedures. So you know you've got to get ready for number 32, communication by something. Another characteristic is that communication usually takes the form of conversations rather than, say, formal meetings or written memos. So that's how they communicate, by conversation. It's plural in the text. Um, Are both possible? Let me check, let me check the answers. Um, Anyway, I'll come back to that. I'll put it on my website, I promise. Okay, um, so an advantage, the next bullet point says, can act quickly. So the text says now one of the benefits of this culture is that the organisation has the ability to act quickly. So it responds well to threat or danger on the one hand and opportunity on the other. Now, we're looking for a disadvantage. So the bullet point is just this. It says, might not act something. So because you've got the verb act, you're probably looking for an adverb to describe how this company might or might not act. So the lead-in, the signal, it says, but on the negative side... This type of organisation doesn't always act effectively because it depends too much on one or two people at the top. And when these people make poor decisions, there's no one else who can influence them. So that was it. On the negative side, that's a disadvantage. This type of organisation doesn't always act Effectively. So effectively is the correct word. Finally, we're looking for a suitable employee. And the first bullet point says not afraid of something and doesn't need job security. The kind of person who does well in this type of business culture is one who is happy to take risks and for whom job security is a low priority. So we wanted not afraid of something, and they said happy to take risks. 
So even though it said to take risks, we have to make it fit grammatically and only use one word. So the answer is risks, because that fits grammatically, not afraid of risks. And that is definitely plural. I'm desperately searching the answers in the back to see if they accept um, an S um, for the other question. Just a minute. Okay. Yes, for conversation for 32, they accept singular and plural. And actually for 34, they accept risk and risks. So that's good to know. Um, that singular or plural are both possible there. However, 35, be careful. 35 moves on to the different type or the next type of culture, which is called role culture. And first of all, we'll listen to the characteristics of this type of organisation. The first bullet's point says large and many something. So that word many should tell you, alarm bells should ring, that you need a plural. So the speaker says the next type is known as role culture. That's R-O-L-E, not R-O-L-L, by the way. And this type is usually found in large companies, which have lots of different levels in them. That's it. So lots of different levels, many levels, and that has to be plural. Next bullet point says that there are specialised departments. And next bullet point, there are rules and procedure. For example, job something and rules for discipline. So, it says, these organisations usually have separate departments that specialise in things like finance or sales or maintenance or whatever. Each one is coordinated at the top by a small group of senior managers and typically everyone's job is controlled by sets of rules and procedures. For example... There are specific job descriptions, rules for discipline, and so on. So, the reason I emphasize the S there is that in the actual book it says rules and procedure, but in the text it says rules and procedures with the S. So, I am assuming that that is a, a typing mistake, but that's not what we need anyway. It doesn't matter. It says, for example, so in the text it says e.g. So that tells you the answer's coming. There are specific job descriptions. In the text it is plural. I'm checking the answers again. Job descriptions has to be... No, it's singular or plural. Interesting. Both is okay here. Interesting. Okay, let's move on now to question 37. Um, it's another interesting thing is that I can see three types of role culture, but the lecture says that there were four, but there aren't. There are three. Ah, no, they at the end they go on to the fourth. Sorry. Okay. So the second one, role culture. Now we're looking for the advantages, and the first bullet point says economies of scale. 
Then the next bullet point has a gap. It says successful when something ability is important. So what kind of ability is important in this kind of business culture? What makes it successful? All right, so you can see the question, rhetorical question introduces the, uh, the, you know, the category that you're listening for. It says, what are the benefits of this kind of culture? Well, firstly, because it's found in large organizations, its fixed costs or overheads, as they're known, are low in relation to its output or what it produces. In other words, it can achieve economies of scale. And as I said to my students today, you have to tune out in some ways because this is all completely irrelevant for what you need. You don't need to understand this whole thing about fixed costs and overheads and output. You don't need it. You're just listening for economies of scale. And that is the first bullet point. But you're looking for the second bullet point. So you're listening for important words. So he says, and secondly, it is particularly successful in business markets where technical expertise is important. So what is important? Technical expertise. That's two words, but we already have the synonym for expertise in the questions. That's ability. What kind of ability or what kind of expertise? The answer is technical. They like that word. They like uh, silent letters. Here the H is silent. I've got a list of those if you followed my um pronunciation advent adventure at Christmas time you know all of these words they are quite easy to predict the kind of words that they test so technical 37 like chemistry and uh, ache all of those words with the ch pronounced c or k <laughs> okay so next we're looking at disadvantages of this type of culture well First bullet point is slow to see when mm is needed. That's number 38. So for this type of culture, they're very slow to recognize when they need something. On the other hand, that's your disadvantages. On the other hand, this culture is often very slow to recognize the need for change. That's it to recognize the need for change. So they are slow to see when change is needed. That's the answer. And the next bullet point, another disadvantage says they are slow to react and the text says even slower to react. Now listen for another question to help you find where you are. It says, what kind of person does this type of culture suit? So that's the next type of employee, suitable employee. The first bullet point says that this kind of person values security, but doesn't want something. Well, it suits employees who value security and who don't particularly want to have responsibility. 
That's it. Question 39, the answer is responsibility. Why do they like that word? Because of the horrible spelling of responsibility. I-B-I-L-I-T-Y. We know ability from able, but this one is, well, it's irregular. If you're not sure, try to go back to the root of the word. If you have time when you're checking in that 30 seconds, you know the word responsible is I-B-L-E. And so the noun form will keep that I-B and put I-L-I-T-Y. All right, now there's a slight pause before the last question. And the third task, sorry, the third business culture is called task culture. He talks a lot about the characteristics, but there are no gaps there. We're just listening for one advantage of a task culture. So, long introduction gives you thinking time. He says, moving on now to task cultures. This type is found in organisations that are project-oriented, it says in the text. In the question it says orientated, same meaning. So that's one of the bullet points, so you know where you are. You usually find it where the market for the company's product is extremely competitive or where the products themselves have a short lifespan. Usually top management delegates the projects, sorry, top management delegates the projects, the people and other resources. Once these have been allocated, little day-to-day control is exercised from the top because this would seem like breaking the rules. Now, one of the major benefits of this culture is that it's flexible. That's it. That's the answer. It's flexible. Now, interesting, the word flexible spelling. Uh, In the previous gap, we had responsible. So you can see how they test that spelling of I-B-L-E. Of course, flexible flexibility has the same I-B-I-L-I-T-Y as responsibility. But here, you just want the noun sorry, adjective, exactly as you hear it, it's flexible. That is answer 40. And that is it. He then goes on to say that the final category is the person culture, but that is not part of our questions. So, um, I'm just looking at the answers again. Yes, For all of those with S's, the only one where you had to include an S was levels because in the question form, in the question paper, it said many levels. But that's not always the case. So, you know, do double check always for plurals. I've seen people lose five points because of plurals and that, of course, will take your score down a lot. Um, Okay, I... Do plan to put this on my website today or tomorrow at the latest. Um, I did last week actually. Um, I did put them both there so they will be there, I promise. Um, If you want the actual question paper so you can see it, um, then I think I mentioned before I've started a Patreon 
Um, I'll put that on my website as well where you can join up and I will send you the tape scripts and the explanations and the vocabulary. Or, of course, much easier method would be to join my Members Academy where you will get everything in one place. Uh, the price for the Academy is going up on April the 1st. So, um, if you want to lock in your price, um, I would start thinking about doing that now. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say was... I've forgotten what I wanted to say. No, I am going to bring out the listening course as a separate course um, if that's all you want. So if you just want a listening course when it's ready, then you can just have the listening course and access to 28 days of videos, worksheets and practice. And the same, I'm doing the same for my vocabulary course and I'm making the 28-day planner, which is now currently free, I'm making that into a 28-day course as well with videos and downloads. So make sure you watch out for that. If you can't wait, they are all available now in the Members Academy. The price is going up, so um, do have a think about uh, getting in quick because I always promise, I guarantee that you will keep the price that you signed up with. All right? If you have any questions, please do let me know. You can leave me a message through this podcast. Um, I'd love to hear from you. I really would. I get 2,000 people listening to this now every um, episode. And I don't know who the people are. So I kind of feel a bit like kind of lonely and cut off that I feel like you're listening, but I don't know who you are. So... Uh, please do come and say hi any way that you feel comfortable with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter um, and through this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your suggestions. I do listen to what people want. So people asked me to do conditionals and I'm still doing it. It's taken a long time. Um, next request was future perfect I can't wait to do that because I love that. That's my favourite lesson. And then recently I've had another request about modals. So that'll be next. Um, but I've moved away a little bit from the IELTS because I've been focusing on, on grammar. If you'd rather me go back to IELTS practice more regularly, then I'm happy to do that. Or let's all do a bit of both, isn't it? That's what you get in the Member Site Academy. You get a little bit of everything. And that's what I re recommend. You know, it's English after all. You need to know everything. Pronunciation, vocabulary, listening, reading, writing. But it all, you know, it all um, uh, matches. It goes together. Like we're teaching, we're doing unless now in conditionals. And yesterday I had a whole reading of matching statements which used um, unless you have to understand unless to understand the question so if you do grammar it'll help you with your reading of course if you read it'll help you with your spelling uh, things like that you know all that anyway anyway thank you very much for listening today sorry I'm speaking a bit fast I think sorry about that okay speak to you soon all the best thanks for listening bye bye